Welcome to Change Catalysts at the Growing Edge with your host, Carol McClelland-Fields. Within each show, Carol and her guests explore topics that give coaches, healers, and other change catalysts new concepts, tools, and insights that open up opportunities to flourish personally, professionally, and financially. And now, your host, Carol McClelland-Fields. Hello and welcome. I'm Carol McClelland-Fields, your host. In my work with clients this week, I've been focusing on helping them find the wisdom in their struggle so that they can make new choices and create more of a flow in developing their work. Discovering this particular dynamic was a real turning point in my business, as you'll hear in a bit. I wanted to take some time today to share my perspective on this important topic that can really make or break the way our work progresses. I want to start with talking about some of the points of struggle that can crop up in our work as change catalysts. Clearly, change catalysts as a group are passionate about what we do to help our clients navigate changes in our world. And I would say most of us are set on making a difference with our work. We're committed. We're willing to do what it takes. We are progressing with our business, and then there's a shift that happens, whether it's something in the changing times, or our own needs change, or our clients' needs change. And when this happens, for ourselves, we may be looking for more fulfillment, or to take our work in a new direction to make more of a difference, or to improve our income. We end up evolving our business at some level to respond to these shifts, so we could be creating a new program, reconfiguring our offers, creating a new body of work, a new business vision, or pioneering a new field. The more we're changing our business, the more unknowns we experience. You know, inherently being an entrepreneur is a fairly twisty-turny journey, but when we're evolving something in our work, there are just even more unknowns to contend with. There are so many decisions to make, nuances to sort out, and actions to take. Sometimes we can get all bollocked up in our minds about what to do next or what order to do things in or how to even figure out what to do in order to do what we want. There's a lot going on in our minds and in our hearts and in our souls as we are evolving our work. In our culture, for a variety of reasons, I think, we've been taught to align with the struggle. We've likely been doing this our whole life. We may have gotten enrolled in this way of thinking through our parents or our culture, our church, our school, whatever it was, the work ethic that requires us to be busy and to be productive. And I've even had clients that felt like they weren't doing their best work unless they were struggling. So it's almost inherent that we're supposed to struggle. I think when we're in a new situation where there are all these unknowns, we get into that mode because we have some habitual relationship with struggle. I don't think that that's required. In fact, I'm pretty sure it's not required. 
It's something that we need to figure out how to move through, however. Let's talk about this struggle a bit more. At every stage of our business, there is inherently a thing we're doing that we can attach struggle to. That could be finding clarity in the focus of our new work or our new program. It could be actually creating our body of work, doing the writing, doing the developing, creating programs and offers, attracting our clients, marketing strategies that we're trying for the first time, making money, finding time to do all that. So this push, this push to perform, this push to be productive may be short-lived or it may drag out for months or even years. It depends on what you're trying to accomplish and how comfortable you are with what you're accomplishing and, I'll say, your relationship with struggle. There's another layer in here. I would call it your meta vision for your business. You know, we have our next steps that we know we're going to take, but then there's that bigger picture of what is our business going to be like? What is our big vision for it? And a lot of times that can hold a lot of stress and strain as well. Some people get caught up in the marketing side of things. Other people get caught up in the creative side. Again, a lot of unknowns, a lot of uncertainty, not always having a plan for how to get from here to there. My top level view of this is struggle arises when we have claimed a vision of how something should go and then the reality of how it really is going. And when we get invested in this picture of should, then we try to stick to it and we persevere for sometimes longer than is useful or helpful. So I wanted to share a couple of examples at both ends of the spectrum, because I've been at both ends, of my experience with my business. One is from six years ago, and then another one is more nearer term. It happened to me yesterday, for instance. It's just a part of how I interact with my business now. I have a different perspective. I have a different way about it, and I want to tell you about that today. But first, let's start with the place where I was in my deepest struggle. About nine years ago now, I began to feel called to evolve my work. I could feel it in every breath I took. It was just this quest to figure out how to shift what I was doing so that I was doing something different. I didn't have a lot of clarity about that, but I knew that I was feeling called to do that. Over the few years that I was wrestling with this, I started getting a vision about some possibilities. But then I had in my head a picture of how it should play out. I thought I needed to leverage my current business to generate more income to fund my transition to my new work. And I believed that I had to make my then current business successful before I could move on. I tried everything I knew how to do. I was driven and obsessed to make it all work. And it did not work. Everything I tried led to no real discernible shift in the existing business. And I did a lot. I invested in business coaching. I reconfigured my services. I refocused my target client. I partnered with a colleague. I was so locked in that I couldn't even see how much I was struggling and for such little reward. 
one of the reasons for this looking back was that I was truly passionate about my work and my degree of mission felt very high. I felt I had a responsibility in some ways to continue that particular work. I was a pioneer in a kind of work. I felt a responsibility. However, <laughs> I was in a real no-win situation at that point because every level of my business was full of struggle. My big vision, there was a struggle. My day-to-day -day implementation was a struggle. Being creative in an area that wasn't working was really a struggle. The financial side of my business was a struggle. And worst off, I couldn't figure out how to make any decisions because I was so locked into the picture of what I should do that I couldn't reconnect with myself. As you can probably imagine, I was pretty miserable. I was feeling it with a dive in my self-esteem, my social life, there was none, and my health was struggling a bit. There was no discernible movement, and yet I kept pushing, I kept forcing, I kept struggling. You know, looking back as I was writing out my notes for this show, I can tell you a few things that were going on. One was the passion that I just mentioned. The other was this assumption that I had to succeed at one thing before I could quote unquote graduate to the next thing. I wasn't listening to my intuitive guidance at all. I was so entrained with this should vision of how it was supposed to unfold that I couldn't detach myself from that. So that's my sad story with struggle. Now fast forward a number of years and I'm working on my current business when it was new. So I was developing a new body of work, new concepts. I was creating new programs, building a website, writing an ebook. And occasionally, periodically, I would hit a point of struggle where getting up, I didn't want to do what I thought I should be doing. Again, there's that should. I heard it. And this is where the shift starts to happen. You have the ability, you have the wherewithal to actually see, sense, and feel the struggle in yourself. And it's admitting that it's happening, knowing that it's happening, recognizing that it's happening, and taking a step back to understand that you feel out of sync with your project. And then finding a new approach to the project or task that you're working on that's more in sync, more aligned, and more in the flow. Now, when you can do this, when you can catch yourself in that first inkling of struggle, then you have more choice. You have a way of looking at things as early as possible that gives you far more options and more choices. When I shifted how I interact with my business to use this model whenever I hit a stuck point, I was able to change how I relate to my business and how I work within my business, my development, and just my day-to-day -day running of my business. And the feeling inside my body is like night and day. When I shifted out of that old business, I had kind of a lull period, and I'll probably talk about that at some point. But I was not actively in business for a little while. We were relocating, and I just had some space from my own business. So I took some time to really look at what the heck was going on with me. Why was I struggling so much? 
I used my own professional expertise in developing clarity and navigating transitions as my lens to uncover what was happening. And one of the most valuable tidbits came from my own seasons of change transition model. Transition coach in me knows that in order to change, you have to acknowledge that something needs to change. And that acknowledgement is the catalyst that begins to open the door to new choices. In our culture, we are trained, heavily trained, to avoid and ignore and discount evidence that we need to change. For some reason, we are wired to think inside that we'd much rather run into a wall multiple times than stop and take a look at what the wall is and why it's there. This resistance escalates over time. At first, it's just a denial that you're even seeing what you're seeing or feeling what you're feeling. You just discount it. You just put it out of your mind. And then the next thing is you keep trying. You keep trying to make it work. You keep trying to find a way through it. So you get that there's something not working, but rather than solve that problem, you just keep pushing. You keep trying. You keep investing in what you've been investing in. The next escalation is this pivot between giving up and feeling resigned to the feeling that this is as good as it's going to get. You kind of go, ugh, I can't do this anymore. And then you go, okay, well, this is as good as it's going to get. I'll just keep trying. And then usually in that one, your dream, your big vision comes bubbling back up and you go, darn, I'm not working on my vision. And you can cycle through this for a long time And part of the reason you're stuck there is you're not looking at the true causes. You're just kind of in this place of being resigned. You're just kind of giving up. Then when it really gets escalated, it becomes an impending crisis. And then there's the full-blown crisis. And when you get up to the crisis level, you don't have a lot of choices. You have to just act. In the earlier stages, when you can catch the subtle signs that something isn't working, then there's some opportunities there. The longer we try to ignore or sidestep change, the more persistent and extreme the signs become. If you look around our world today, at every level, local, national, global, you can see examples of ways and situations where we are becoming resistant to the signs, and we have been resistant for a long time to the signs that things aren't working. Because we are persisting and not taking action, those signs are getting more and more extreme. I can tell you from the point of view of a business owner, living this way is no darn fun. And I also want to share that there is another way. Catching the signs that something isn't working when those signs are very subtle is our best option. Because when we see that something's not working, we can make the choice to change. We can make the choice to find other ways of doing something or other tasks that will help with the tasks that we're struggling with or reaching out to other people to have them help us. There are all sorts of options that we have when we catch things when it's subtle. We have more options. We have more time. We're not under the gun with a crisis and we can explore. We can see within ourselves or within our situation what our next move can be. 
When we act from a place of choice, rather than resisting the circumstances, we have the opportunity to create more of a flow of actions that are aligned with who we are and our work and in sync with where we are. So how do we actually spot these moments as early as possible? Well, if you're in this work as a change catalyst, you have a very fine-tuned intuition and you have sensitivities that allow you to read what is happening in the world around you for your clients, but also for yourself and your business. So the key is to enroll your own intuition and sensitivities to be very aware and to sense the subtle changes that are happening. Don't dismiss the messages and the signs that stuff isn't working. Notice that. Be aware and open to, whoa, this isn't working really well. I wonder how I could do something different. Then you begin to ask questions. So whenever you feel a negative emotion about your work, it could be confusion or overwhelm or procrastination or anxiety or perfection or name them. There are a lot of them. When you spot one of those, take a moment to say what is at the core of that experience. And be honest with yourself. You know, the goal is to understand what is happening, what's not working. Use your awareness skills. Use your honesty with yourself and look at what the scenario really is because the way you're holding it is probably not necessarily the only way you could hold it. Then you look for a pivot. You look for a question or a new perspective or a new action that you could take that will open up new options, and new directions. And it's surprising how small and subtle a change can open up a shift. So one of my favorite simple ones that I can just share with you right now is confusion. Confusion when you're developing new work is a common occurrence. It can be confusion about how you price something. It could be confusion about what to name something. It could be confusion about how to organize something you're writing. There are all sorts of ways we can be confused inside of our own work. What I find with my clients who are in this process is they get overly invested in their own confusion and they become all about confusion. They are just confused. And the question that I always ask them is, what do you know? What are you clear about? And when that pivot, that question allows them to shift their perspective from what they're confused about to what they're clear about, and that allows them to get traction again. So that's just a simple example of how just a question can reframe the situation and can give you a new way of looking at something so that you can move forward again. Now, as I've tracked my own moments of struggle, throughout my journey to build this new business, I've noticed a series of themes. I've just listed a few of them. The themes really do recur. So I can get confused today and I can get confused next week. It doesn't mean that I'm a bad person. It just means I've hit that moment in my work where I need to look at things a little differently. The key for me is to catch these scenarios as early as I can. And now I can catch them earlier and earlier, which means that I'm interacting with struggle as a source of wisdom rather than 
that I've done something wrong or that I've failed in some way or that I should just push through it. I now see these moments of struggle as holding nuggets of wisdom for me. And when I can consciously take note and look for those pivots and create those pivots, my flow in my business, my development flow, my implementation flow, my marketing flow, everything that I'm doing increases. I'm led from one task to the next with ease and grace. And it's such a different way of living and working than how I was several years ago. And I believe this particular skill is essential in our times. We all need to have this ability to be nimble and resilient and resourceful and to change with the circumstances, to read the signs of what's happening around us and to be able to mold and to refine what we're doing so that we can be in more of a flow. This is true as individuals, this is true as entrepreneurs, and it's especially true if you're trying to evolve your work in order to meet the needs of our times. Evolving our work now is sort of a constant organic evolution. Things change so fast that you really can't just get settled in and just do your work. And so we wanna stay aware of our own experience of what we're doing. Just one more point really is that I have found that searching for the wisdom inside of the struggle is a practice. It's not something you learn a technique and you just do automatically. It's more like a healing practice or a spiritual practice where you continue to apply what you know and you get better at it and better at it and deepen your practice. I have found that exploring your relationship with current and past struggle patterns can really show you where and how you get off kilter, where you get a little derailed, and you can begin to find the questions or those pivots that allow you to seek that wisdom and then apply that wisdom in a way that energizes you and enlivens you. When you're stuck in something like that struggle, that shuts your energy down. And as entrepreneurs, that's not what we're looking for. <laughs> when we can find the wisdom in that, then we are energized and then we're in that flow again. That is the end of today's episode. It's a little shorter this time. I decided to give it a whirl of doing a solo show. So hopefully this has been helpful to you. I always ask my guests, what's your work as a change catalyst? Today, I want to highlight my work that's been inspired by what I'm talking about today. And I call this work Harvest Your Wisdom. Just as we've been talking, it's taking cues from our struggle and finding out the wisdom that we can use to shift into a more aligned flow with ourselves, our work, and our business. As I've mentioned, my own way of working has improved considerably. I'm much more likely to be in the flow with my work since committing to this practice of harvesting the wisdom from my own experience of what's happening. And I've also discovered through some experimentation that we learn a lot about our own patterns in community. We can explore how different people respond to confusion or overwhelm or perfection or anxiety or procrastination 
inside a group. And so I have created a group called Harvest Your Wisdom that comes together online to explore one of these struggle triggers each week. It's a very simple premise and structure, and yet big shifts happen in terms of awareness and creativity about how to work with our struggle. The way this group works is each week on Monday, I introduce a new trigger. Then we explore it looking through five different lenses. And by the end of the week, we have new insights about our own relationship with that particular topic. And other people have gained insights and shared their insights. And so we've learned from each other and we deepen our own practice with this harvesting your wisdom. So my resource that I'm offering today in this call is I've created a five emails associated with a struggle trigger that can be insidious in its ability to derail us, and that is procrastination. If you have ever fallen into a pattern of procrastination, I invite you to give yourself some time to explore your relationship with that particular kind of struggle. Through this set of emails, you'll look at the past, the present, and you'll also learn a couple of tricks for pivoting out of your procrastination so you can find the wisdom there. To find this resource, go to flourishasachangecatalyst.com forward slash radio and look for this show, Shift Your Struggle Into Flow. There, I will have a link so that you can subscribe to just receiving that five email sequence. I have a couple of other uh, follow-up emails after that just to help you integrate that into your life. That will give you a good experience of your own relationship with those five emails. If you would like to join the Harvest Your Wisdom group, I will also have a resource directly to that as well. I hope you've enjoyed this episode of Change Catalysts at the Growing Edge. Again, to explore the resources I've just shared, please visit my website at flourishasachangecatalyst.com forward slash radio. You'll also find links to all of our previous episodes there. Thank you for listening. Stay tuned for more ways you can flourish as a change catalyst at the growing edge. You've been listening to Change Catalysts at the Growing Edge on InspiredNewsRadio.com with Carol McClelland Fields. Tune in regularly to hear more ways you can flourish as a change catalyst.